Hello and welcome back to Wake Up Our Faith, the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside down living. It is Sunday, and that means we are here with you on Wake Up Our Faith, 106.7 FM on the dial in Wilmington, North Carolina, streaming live at WilmingtonBigTalker.com. And of course, this is recorded to our podcast, Wake Up Our Faith, which can be found on iTunes. My name is Matt Hamm, and with me is my good buddy, Kevin Adams. Kevin, man, what's happening? Hey, hey. Happy Sunday. Happy you're, s- you're happening, man. Happy Sunday, man. How did the uh, Adams clan fare over the Thanksgiving holiday? Did you and Holly and the girls have a good one? Uh, yeah, we we just uh, uh, been working a lot. Lots yeah. of work, 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 work. You guys are getting ready for a, a big move, I know, and that's been a topic of conversation in previous weeks, so certainly hope that that wraps up well this week for you guys. I know it's a big transition season. So uh, the ham house was full of football and children and all kinds of, of craziness, but it was a good chance to just be there and be dad. And, uh, you know, one of the things that hit me, Kevin, is that uh, the holidays, I think, in general, can be a time um, – for a lot of angst, a lot of frustration, a lot of stress, um, a lot of just energy that can quickly turn negative. And one of the things that I was thinking about is the gap, specifically the gap between Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know, that gap is is a gap that uh, a lot of people don't live well, you know, because it's wrought with uh, financial challenges. It's wrought with just uh, circumstantial issues, family dynamics, parties, stuff to do, whatever. And it really got me thinking about kind of something we could talk about on the show today, and that is this gap. You know, there's a lot of different gaps in our life uh, where we have maybe the gap between Sundays that we talk about a lot for believers, uh, maybe the gap between our faith and our business life, the gap between our convictions and how we're actually living. I want to talk a little bit about that gap because I think that is a key area where the war, right, between mm-hmm. the soul and the spirit and the flesh that it wages. Mm-hmm. And so I want to kind of dive into a conversation just getting honest about that gap. All right. Well, you're uh, looking around. Yeah, I was just making sure I had my, my notes in front of me here. Um, but the, the, the thing about this gap, Kevin, what do you think is a chief cause of, of that struggle for people? Well, I think people live, um, I think people think, uh, we, we, they, people will think we we are delusional, but actually, the, it's the world. You know, it, it, the Bible says that if you're friends with the world, then you're an enemy of God. So that that is really uh, a lot of times just a subtle. Um, it, it's it's just a it's it's like a a facade or a, a almost like humidity in the room. You don't r- recognize it. You know it's there uh, subconsciously, but you don't really think about it. You just go by muscle memory. So most people are going off of subconscious behavior that they've learned over a lifetime, and that has been laced with trauma and stress and having ugly things spoken over or having things uh, spoken over that just aren't true, if, you know, where we elevate our ego and and all of that. So you think about a lifetime of that, and, uh, yeah, you have a lot of different uh, uh, things that keep you from being free. And so, you know, a lot of you, we talk about the gap. Uh, good thing is it's a gap and it's not a trap. And a lot of people think they're stuck and they're really not. You can get out of a gap. You can cross it with help. But you uh, a trap is something you're stuck in. And so there's a big difference there. 
Yeah. Do you think, do you think that like, one of the things that hits me is, is are people willing to be aware of like that own gap in their life? You know, I think a lot of times in culture, what we see is it's easier to focus on uh, the latest news or it's easy to focus on what someone has done to us or it's easy to focus on external things mm-hmm. and, and the, the time and energy and effort to actually be self-reflective and, and, and kind of humble yourself before God and let him speak to you. Mm-hmm. You know, so is there a willingness there? And that's kind of one of the things that's a catalyst in my own life, I know, is the past few years of waking up to this and pressing in, you know, certainly in yours. What do you think was that catalyst thing for you that's, that, that shook you hard enough to, to get you to wake up? Well, I'm a pretty stubborn person, uh, probably five times more than most people. Mm. Um, uh, it, you know, it, it, it's a series of, uh, uh, <clears throat> refinement, I guess, a series of, uh, refining things, pruning, um, along the way in, uh, you know, from everything from, uh, facing death to, uh, you know, nearly losing my own child to, you know, losing everything I'd worked for 20 years for livelihood, everything, um, Oh, I mean, you know, I guess people are kind of tired of hearing about it, but that's that stuff changes you, and uh, it's profound. And when you press into it and really go after God in that, then it changes you. So that's the difference. Um, you know, it, it's uh, a lot of people turn to some type of way to feel better for a moment, and uh, yeah, it may may feel good for a little while. Uh, you know, some type of medication. Uh, whether shopping, pornography, alcohol, you plug in whatever you want, but uh, it's just a, a moment. So for me, uh, I would say probably the last, I'm 51, probably the since I, I was about uh, 25, somewhere in that range, I really felt like God got a hold of me and started working on me. And not until I was 42 uh, did I just, you know, it, it was like the big, last swing mm-hmm. you know swing for the fences and uh i don't I, I don't know how else to describe it it was but it's that's been going on for 10 years and we're in a restoration mode now but I'm, it's just it's a, it's a big answer yeah well one of the things that i love about your journey and and as as your friend and and partner and and all that that we are i mean seeing that restoration happen you know having read your book and having seen this journey of faith where you were courageous enough to step in and say, I'm not going to take conventional wisdom. You know, I'm not going to take uh, the advice from the folks down the street. You know, I'm going to listen to what God's saying. And and to the tune of being called, you know, crazy, foolish, you know, all the above, you know, and here you are getting ready to move into an apartment that is uh, within earshot of the beach, which is something on your heart that God's done. Um, it shows the goodness of our Father, how good He really is, you know? Yeah. And people want to uh, d- dismiss that or overlook that, and, you know, they'd rather go pick up a bestseller or they'd rather just go sit in a pew and be pandered to on Sundays. And what we're trying to right. say is, like, you know, where are where are the people who truly want to live for God, like, without ex- with, without um, uh, with no compromise, you know what I mean? Uh, w- without exception. I'm going to live for my Father. I'm going to press into this. You know, I was right. reading uh, over the the weekend. I was reading Hebrews eleven and twelve, which I know are a huge part of your own story, where God's spoken to you. 
and and you see these heroes of faith, and it says in in, in twelve Hebrews twelve, since we have been surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, mm-hmm. and and you know I have heard pastors use that to um, talk about kind of the the folks in the church that they're worshiping in. You know, and I'm like, no, this, this, I mean, not, not taking away from the lady who dedicated her life to the Baptist church or whatever, but this is talking about the hero. This is talking about Abraham. This is talking about, you yeah. know, Jacob. This is talking about the heroes right. of faith that went ahead of us. Yeah, they're alive. He's not the God of the dead, but of the living. These people are alive and they surround us. Um, you can take it beyond that if you want and try to imagine what that looks like. We don't have that information, but we do have this necessary inference to connect that God is not the God of the dead. He's a God of the living. These people are alive and they are this great cloud of witnesses. So yeah, it's uh it's pretty powerful when you think about it, uh, that, you know, we may be uh, a spectacle to them as they um, do what they're supposed to be doing. You know, it, it it's fascinating, yeah. but there is something to it. Well, as I was reading it, it's just like, well, it kind of, it picked me up to this place of like, man, you know, Mm -hmm. and and here we are getting to run our race. You know, here we are getting to step into our faith. It's our time. Yeah. Here we are now getting a chance to live this out. And so what are we doing with it? You know? So it was just a really big wake up call for me to Mm. say, wow, like, you know, I'm surrounded by the heroes of faith that have gone ahead and I get to look to Jesus, who was the perfecter and founder of our faith. And I get to run here and now today Mm -hmm. to be his expression in the world. And it was just this empowering thing to say, all right, man, let's, let's go. There's no excuses. There's no holding back. It's time to bridge that gap. Right. Absolutely. Well, most people wake up too late. So I think part of what we're trying to do is, and this is a burden on my personally as I age yeah, it, it's funny I talk about age a lot like it's a bad thing and, <laughs> but I think I, I'm recognizing that this thing is quick mm. but the great thing is is God will restore the years and uh, your youth and your health and everything and I I mean if I'm not a witness of that I don't know who is I mean yeah. you, you can tell people that for sure um, but the great thing about it is what we're trying to do, part of this is to help people catch hold of this right now before they waste mm. their their life on, on silly things or even C pluses. Yeah. You know, things that just aren't that important. Mm. Um, anyway. Well, guys, you're listening to Wake Up Our Faith. That's why we're here, to provide a wake-up call. We appreciate you joining us this Sunday. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Wake Up Our Faith, the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside down living. My name is Matt Ham. With me, as always, is Kevin Adams. This is Wake Up Our Faith, and you're listening to 106.7 FM. This is the Big Talker here in Wilmington, streaming at WilmingtonBigTalker.com. This podcast is available at Wake Up Our Faith on iTunes as well. Uh, Kevin Adams and myself uh, have co-founded Uprint. It's a faith development organization aimed at helping people bridge the gap 
whether that be the gap between Sundays, uh, the gap between your convictions and where you actually are. Uh, really, it's just about getting real, about living your best life, the one that God had prepared out for you when he formed you in your mother's womb and, and mm-hmm. uh, numbered the hairs on your head. And it has a lot to do uh, with getting honest and getting real about that gap in your own life. And, you know, we say it a lot of times that uh, folks don't like to get honest about, you know, struggles and things because it's, you don't want to focus on that stuff or whatever. Yet, it seems as if we live in this constant state of uh, being a victim to the circumstances of life instead of stepping up and stepping in and, and, and owning them mm-hmm. um, as God ordains. Kevin, a couple things uh, that, that uh, well, first of all, I want to give a, a shout out and a thanks to Chris Hutchins and his team at Guaranteed Rate. Chris is one of our corporate sponsors here. Uh, Chris and his team have been in the mortgage business for more than 20 years. Their team's growing here in Wilmington. If you're purchasing a home or refinancing, make sure to give them a call. They're located on military cutoff in the forum and you can reach them by phone at 3440304. Uh, thanks again to Chris uh, for his team and, and being involved in this. Um, so, Kevin, what I was saying is, is that uh, there's a couple things. One of the things that, that jumps out to me that I want to talk about around this idea of this gap in our lives, you know, mm-hmm. the, this the getting honest about what this gap looks like for us. And, and you know, I think a lot of times what I'm what I'm aiming at here is people who go to church or people who profess to be a Christian, you know, they, oh, yeah, I know that. I know that. You know, you say something about this. It's like, you know, Jesus was our example. Oh, yeah, I know. You know, oh, yeah, I know. And my whole thing is saying, okay, you know it, mm-hmm. but are you living it? Right. And so right. there's a gap there. There is a gap, absolutely. And it's mostly, and with most people you run into. Um, I think it's important to be honest with yourself. Um, you know, it, it, that's the thing is most people are smart enough to agree. It's just surface level stuff, though. It kind of goes with that saying, you know, hey, go to church, uh, get your chicken after and watch some football. And then it's back to the grind. I mean, these are kind of cliche thoughts, but the whole thing's a cliche, really. If you're not digging in, I mean, your life has so many hours and it's, you know, and then it's done here. So what are you doing with that time? You need rest. You need time to watch a movie. That's cool. That's fun. You know, you need time with your family and friends and all of that. So you need rest, but uh, you have to work from that place of rest. And uh, um, But all of that reduces stress, and, and you got to get to a place where you can actually go, you know what, I'm sick and tired of this. I'm tired of doing the same thing over and over and over again and ending up in the same place. The older you get, the more intense that becomes because you start seeing the end, uh, not, not you know, to be morbid, but, but you do. You see it. It's there. So what are you going to do with your time? Mm. And that's, that's where you can start to get honest. So the earlier you can grab hold of that and quit small talking your way through life, you know, hey, how you doing? What's going on? How was your golf score? Whatever, man. I mean, come on. You're hitting a ball in a hole. Who cares? That's great for recreation. It's fantastic. But it's not, you got to spend some time. So it's about getting with God first and foremost. You know, it's, it's, it's starting with him, intimacy with him. And, that, and he, he will convict you. He helps you become honest throughout your day. So I think that's the starting place, and, and, you know. Yeah. One of the things that, uh, you know, we say here, Kevin, is dreaming big. 
challenges common sense. And I saw somebody the other day, kind of an online, one of these, you know, author guys who's, you know, whatever. And and he said, why dreaming big is a terrible idea or something like that. And I think he was uh-huh. being a little bit, uh, he was trying to be flamboyant, you know, uh, to, to kind of, you know, gr- maybe clickbait to get people to check mm-hmm. it out. Okay. But what he's saying is that, you know, if you're going to dream big, then you need to plan small, that kind of dream big, plan small thing. But it really, it rubbed me the wrong way because I'm like, well, what, why is dreaming big a bad idea? You know what I mean? We serve a giant God, you know what I mean? Who, who's beyond our comprehension and we're supposed to think small, you know what I mean? Like dream small, like what, what part of dreaming big is bad, you know? And it really kind of flew in the face of, uh, you know, for us. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like we live in a culture to me, it's like I, I saw something else on, on the news about some church somewhere, I don't know that was going to stop using the word Lord um, in the church because uh, it was not gender neutral to describe God. Mm. And and I'm sitting here thinking, you know, we're more concerned about God's gender than we are at following him. Mm. You know, we have completely missed the mark on this thing. Mm. And when are we going to wake up and live in the fullness for which he He promised us, you know? Mm. And, and, and this whole idea of dreaming small and focusing on this stuff, did it just gets me stirred to a point where I'm like, my goodness, like I am going to go down fighting this thing to the death. <laughs> well, you know, it, it. I guess it. if you believe what's in Scripture, you know, again, you have to start there. It, either that's truth for you or not. And if it is, then you've got to, you're, you're kind of stuck. You have to follow it. And you have to really follow it. Not, uh, you know, just kind of squeak through it and rationalize it. And and I'm not talking about, you know, the rules and all that kind of stuff. I'm just talking about the the trajectory. What's the scripture about? What's the point of it all? Is this for real or not? And it, and that's very convicting when you start thinking that through and looking at the patterns and the heroes and, and the people in there. Of course, Jesus, you know, is the centerpiece. Um, you know, either this means something to you or it doesn't. And it doesn't mean something part of the time. It either is everything to you or it is really nothing. There's not an in-between. And that's the problem is most people sort of stay in between and uh, kind of rely on it a little bit, but not really. Mm, that and, gap. Well, yeah, and that's <laughs> the gap. So, you know, that gap, fill it with living water, you'll rise to the top of it and swim right across it. I mean, it's no mm. problem, but you have to focus on him in everything. And that's what we're saying here is, you know, we're not being holier than thou. We're just saying, look, you know, a righteous man isn't one who does everything right. It's one who yields to God, period. God does everything right, and we know that, so we yield to that. And that sometimes it's painful, sometimes it's amazing, but it's always productive. It's always good. It always forwards his kingdom. And that's why we're here after we've been saved. Otherwise, you know, this thing ain't about getting into heaven. It's about becoming a son or a daughter of the living God. And, you know, if you want to get caught up in all the minutia of it, that's fine. But you're wasting time. The thing is, is to focus on him and understand that you, you're a child. You know, you're not a slave. You're a child. And, and it's a great relationship. So he opens the doors. And, um, but, uh, yeah, I think it, it's hard to be honest about that when you have the comforts of life surrounding you. You know, the parable of the sower talks about that. Right. The word, it's only, it's only a 25% uh, uptake on that. Yeah. You know, this, three of the four seeds are not 
they wither and die. They're worthless because they're choked out by cares of the world, wealth, all that kind of stuff. Does that make that stuff wrong? No. Yeah. In that parable, uh, the soil, Mm -hmm. right? The soil is compared to the heart of the recipient, right? Mm -hmm. Of the seed. What active part do we have in cultivating that soil? Well, I think we have to understand that God is at work and we have to raise our expectations of him. I mean, he says we don't know how the seed grows. Some plant, some water. He does the work. Mm. And a lot of people don't like that. They they, they <laughs> think it's more noble to... I made it grow. Uh, yeah, I made it grow. <laughs> That's right. I planted that son of a... You know, I, I did it. <laughs> oh, man, I tell you what, I saw something so funny the other day. Uh, we Holly and I were in... Uh, we were eating at the island's... Uh, you know, Tex Mex yeah. place uh, or Baja, whatever it is, and there was a there was a squirrel. They have an outdoor area uh, over where we live, and there was a squirrel on top of the napkin box, and he was grabbing napkins one at a time with one paw or whatever that little thing is, and he was just looking at me, and I'm looking out. He's grabbing these napkins, like man, I just. There is a God, you know. It's so funny. The squirrel, he's probably making a nest with him. But That's hilarious. It was just, uh, you know, stuff like that. It seems silly, but, I mean, it's just so, it's so intricate and amazing. He's always at work. He's teaching a squirrel how to make a nest out of napkins. You know, most people don't think about that. Yeah, well, I did. I think the, I think the reality is, is being aware and paying attention to what he's doing and how he moves in your That's heart. That's right. You know what I mean? And the Give Holy him Spirit, credit for everything. Absolutely. The Holy Spirit will speak. He yeah. will speak. He promises to. Right. And if you'll demand it, you know what I mean? Say, come on. You right. said to do this, so do it. Here I am, you know? Come yeah. on. Yeah. It's just like stepping into a different room. And it, the, the wallpaper's all different. But it takes some practice, you know? Um, so When we come back from the break, we'll talk a little bit about some practices, if you will, some things that you can do to, to step into this in your own life. You're listening to Wake Up Our Faith on Wilmington's Big Talker 106.7 FM. This is Matt Ham and Kevin Adams. We'll be short uh, back after a short break right after this. Hello and welcome back to Wake Up Our Faith, the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside down living. You're listening to Wilmington's Big Talker, 106.7 FM. My name is Matt Ham. With me is Kevin Adams, and we're here every Sunday from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. to talk to you about faith, uh, getting real about who it is that you are becoming and and letting God be the one who molds and shapes you and and not the convictions of the world and uh, the opinions of uh, parents or siblings or uh, spouses or employers or, you know, whatever. And uh, one of the things, Kevin, that uh, hit me recently, I was in a... um, Kind of in a in a meeting, uh, a group of salespeople, you know, and uh, I, one of the things I love about speaking and traveling is being able to have conversations with people, mm-hmm. you know. And and I was in this room and I was speaking to the gentleman and I said, "How are things going, man?" And he kind of gave me the surface. See, yeah, things are good, man. You know, living the dream. You know, right. day in paradise, whatever. And I said, "No, nah, seriously, man. How are things going?" He's like, "Man, you know." I mean, my job's all right. I don't love what I do. And I was like, what do you mean you don't love what you do? He's like, I mean, it pays well. You know what I mean? It's comfortable, but I love what I do. And I said, press into this a little bit, man. He And he looked around the room. He said, man, be honest. He said, do people here really love what they do? 
Mm. And I said, hmm, that's kind of interesting, you know? And it was like one of these questions, it was like, how many people just go through the motions of the day doing things they don't love to do, you know, living uninspired, living unencouraged, you know, uh, mm. looking to God for, you know, God, I'm just as, you know, lowly sinner and, you know, I'll, I'll do the right thing and, mm. you know, and then wake up and kind of live again in the, the groundhog day of it all, you know, and I just... uh Man, I, I don't. Whatever it is, it, it's just this awakening that I've had. It's like you know, I I can't live that way. I'm not going to live that way ever again. You know, I'm going to wake mm-hmm. up with with passion and abundance and move forward in victory. You know, and and Amen. trust, call God at His word. You know, if He says that He promises the inheritance of the kingdom, mm-hmm. and He gives us the Spirit, then why do we live shy of that? You know, why do we live shy of that? So, you know, for those listening, I mean, that's our heart with Uprint is to mm-hmm. help people wake up. Don't go through the motions, live in this mundane or, you know, repetitive kind of cycle, like do something different, you know, <laughs> and, and we can help with that. And we want to, we want to encourage people to say, come on, man, the water is warm and it's good in here. So jump on in. Right. Well, it's, uh, it, it's difficult for people to, uh, transfer their efforts, energy. Um, so you have to work from anointing. You have to be Begin to get close to God and, and really work from um, a place of intimacy, and kind of it, it kind of opens up. You know, God God lives and dwells in our spirit. Um, he is spirit, and the part of us that is like Him is our spirit, uh, not our soul. Our soul is a middle ground between the mind and the, the carnal and the flesh and the outward things of this world, and the soul is is in the middle, and it's kind of the bridge between those two things. So, you know, God speaks to us through spirit. So we have to learn how to navigate. And it's a really, it's a different way. And especially when you've just grown up a certain way, <laughs> knock my mic around. Uh, but it, it's, uh, it takes, you have to have a deep desire for change, um, but not just change for, for, for the sake of change. You, you have to have something that's deeper and you want that relationship. It's kind of like a, we all long for our parents' approval, mm. uh, you know, in whatever fashion. Most people that have decent parents, you want them to applaud when you do something good or, you know, uh, be there for you. If you knock on their door and you need something, you want them to be there. And that's, well, magnify that, you know, exponentially. And that's the heart and personality of our Father. And so we have to kind of start touching that a little bit with our spirit Mm. that's when we begin to hear him and we start seeing him at work and everything like i said earlier even a squirrel sitting on a box of napkins or a little napkin dispenser and he's pulling them out one by one just like a person would that's crazy man well you know most people you're you're an idiot you see god in everything yeah i want to be that idiot because he is in everything in him all things consist without him there is nothing so God's not just bigger, he's infinitely smaller, he's all of it. You know, he's not the co-pilot, right? right? He's the plane, he's the pilot, he's the co-pilot, he's the seats, he's the sky, he's the airline, he's everything. We're just in the plane for the ride. But what do we do? So when you start seeing the magnitude of who God is, um, you, you press into that, and God will do the work. You don't have to figure it out. That's another issue is, People want to know how because they're impatient, mm. impatient, impatient. And God knocked that out of me so I can say it with authority, but I used to be the most impatient, stubborn, 
person alive, I think. Yeah. But now I just, you know, I see it. It's different. Well, that's, you know, that's one of the things that hit me recently. I was, again, reading Hebrews 12, and it said, let us run with patience, right? That's the passage. Yeah. Let us run with patience. Well, running with patience is an oxymoron almost. Mm-hmm. Run with patience. I mean, running is not an, a patient activity. People think of it as going. Right. But that's the upside-down nature of the kingdom. We right. run with patience. We've talked about courageous patience, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I was thinking about this, Kevin. You know, we, we have been an organization for one year. You know, mm-hmm. a year ago, you and I incorporated uh, Uprint in faith as what God said to do, and here we are a year later. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's wild because it's been a year of of patience. There's been a, it's been a year of uh, definitely abundance from God, bringing in people who want to you know step in and partner with us in this thing, and mm-hmm. people who we've been able to walk with and transform them. But it hasn't been without its challenges either. You know, we've had our own share of challenges, but God has forged something in that process. And so I had a real hopeful moment as I was looking back over this year to say, man, look at what God has done this year based on our faithfulness to step out and say, you know what? We're going to start a business, mm-hmm. you know, we a mission with the business, right? right. We have a mission to to shape the spiritual climate of Wilmington, North Carolina and beyond. And we're right. going to do it with this business called Uprint that mm-hmm. invests in people. And, right. and man, looking back over that and say, man, that's kind of that's crazy. It's out of the box. It's different or whatnot. And we here we are, though, with mm-hmm. this show, this opportunity to reach people. And we're stepping into this, man. Right. And so we're saying, you know, like this is the kind of proof of concept. I mean, what we're talking about, we're actually living this yeah. out, you know? That's right. So so it was just super encouraging to me uh, as I looked at that to say, man, wow, like, it's good. Well, when you think when you think the way culture does, you you uh, you begin to sort of figure out, okay, this is um, this is mine, and I got to protect it, and I've got to hold on to that, and I've got to compete with everybody else. And I mean, none of this is God's nature, hmm. and people can argue that all day long, but they, it's it, you cannot win that argument because if you look in Scripture, you see the personality of God, and it's amazing and it's right there for you in black and white and I guess red maybe. Yeah. So if you get honest about it, then nothing belongs to us. We have management over it, stewardship. When we start pouring that, everything we've got, our gifts, our talents, our resources into something for God's glory, because we've learned how to love him and understand the relationship. Wow. I mean, he promises to do something amazing with that. So we it's not like we've got to become, you know, the best of the best of anything. All we have to do is be willing and, and be all in. And, you know, I've heard so many people say, I'm all in, I'm all in. And it's, I'm like, you don't really know what you're saying. You know, this really means something. And God will test that. Mm-hmm. But uh, he does that out of love. And, you know, that's the, the whole discipline thing. But but yeah, man, it's it's fantastic. Uh, God's doing some great things, and He's doing it in an unconventional way where we, you and I, don't get credit for it. All we got to do is point and say, "Yes, yeah, see that He did that." Mm-hmm. The reason we're sitting on the radio today is because He did it, and uh, you know the people He's connected us to are movers and shakers, but they're not people we would have chosen with our smarts. He did it with His smarts, and that's way better. It means He's weaving something together. But the point is to. Uh, improve the spiritual health of this community on a low level even that's a great thing yeah on a high level is to get people set free and and really change the whole culture of the community to honor god and our businesses and everything 
That's a big thing, and yeah. to build a life center, of course. Yeah. Well, that's that's part of it, you know, something we say now to say, to be able to look back and say, you know, remember when, you know what I mean? That's right. God, Because one of the things that's convicting for me is that it, evangelical Christianity is a buzzword that's thrown out there, which just references people who claim to be Christians and live in that kind of context, you know? Right. But right now, it's just getting bombarded in culture because, you know, there's no conviction, Right. There's no conviction. It's like we stand on Sunday and say we believe in a God, and yet we live a, a completely opposite lifestyle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why people that look at the church see it as hypocritical, and right. they're tired of the institution, and they're ready for a change. You know right. what I mean? And now is the time. And so what we're saying, saying is, is, is get away from the context of the institution of mm-hmm. all of that you know, and get real about the convictions and how you're actually living. Right. Well, you are the church. If you're a believer, then you're a a body part, so to speak. And that's way more important than a box on a hill somewhere with a cross on top. That's great. That's a part of it, right? And But it's so much more. It's about being the church every day by working together in, in who we are. For mm. him. So it's a big, big picture thing. Well, that's what we're working towards is the big picture because we serve a big God and we want to watch him show up in a powerful and profound way. You are listening to Wake Up Our Faith on Wilmington's Big Talker 106.7. We'll be back right after this. Hello and welcome back to Wake Up Our Faith, the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside down living. My name is Matt Hamm and with me is Kevin Adams. Uh, Kevin is a Zondervan published author. His book, The Extravagant Fool, is a fantastic testimony of, of God's uh, willingness to be faithful if only we would uh, trade the uh, wisdom of the world <laughs> for the uh, the foolishness, uh, they say, foolishness of mm-hmm. God, for the wisdom of God. And uh, and, and I'm a speaker uh, and, and wrote a book called Redefine Rich. But we come to you every Sunday, guys, as a, as a way just to say, listen, we're here for you, man. You know, God is better than we can imagine. He's better than you can exaggerate. He's more real than the four walls of whatever church you attend or whatever church you don't attend. And, you know, at some point in time, you'll come face-to-face with the humility of understanding that, yep, he is real. He created you. He created you with purpose, for purpose. And you can continue on kind of the everyday existence, nine-to-five grind, lover boy, 1980s, everybody working for the weekend, or you can wake up and say, listen, I'm going to live for him because he created me. You know, it talks about this in the gospel of numbering our days that it might gain a heart of wisdom, abandoning our own understanding and trading it for his wisdom and his understanding and the fear of the Lord. And we say this stuff from pulpits every Sunday, and we say this stuff in Bible studies on Wednesday nights, and we might even post it on social media. But, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes down to brass tacks and the reality of it, are we actually living it? You know, Kevin, I've got a buddy of mine, uh, you know, I'll leave him nameless, but you know, he's been following God's call over the past couple of years to, to really start a ministry. And he is in a uh, family business, and yet he feels this call to start a ministry. And so he starts pressing into that, much to the dismay and uh, frustration of his family, who thinks he should be all in for his family business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody in the, the, the room at the, at the conference table is a professing Christian, and hear a man saying, I feel like God is calling me to step into this ministry thing, and they're angry with him for, you know, stepping away from the family business. And, you know, my buddy's saying, you know, I just don't know what to do. And I said, well, you can just make sure you know who you're listening to. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, right on. 
That's it, man. Well, it's a big deal, and uh, a lot of people are bound up in uh, what other people think, including that, you know, a lot of it's good, but it's not great, and that's the big difference. Uh, it's good to, you know, have advice, but you don't need approval mm. from man. It's uh, Advice is a good thing, especially from someone who has the mind of Christ, not, uh, you know, the 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 membership down at the wherever of Christ. Right. And uh but the mind of Christ comes from a deep relationship with him. It begins with the word and it married with the spirit of God and it's individual and corporate and it works together and that's how we navigate as the church. And uh, by the way we uh gather together, you know, once a week or whatever to have community and worship and those are good things. It's not uh, rock concerts, you know. It's not uh, bells and whistles, and I mean those things aren't bad. But if it's just it, we've got our focus on the wrong thing mm. instead of how can I become an expression of God while I'm here and be all in and totally um, useful to Him. Yeah, and that's what pleases Him. You know, He when He looks, will He find faith? Well, that's the big thing. So. So our our job here is to just just to try to lead by example. We're not preaching. We're just saying, hey, here's what we've learned. Here's what we've gone through, and um, you know, after years and years, here's here's what this looks like. Uh, you know, we don't need to be theologians. We don't have to be geniuses. We're just being honest, yeah, and, and with a pure heart. And so we're all in this together. So we just want to encourage and inspire people to uh, open up and then and then teach with uh, some wisdom that we have. Um, but uh, anyway, all that said is, uh, yeah, people are are continually resistant. And look, I mean, it took a big deal for Paul to, to not become resistant. Mm. Um, he had to witness something very powerful. So a lot of times that's what it takes. It takes a major shift. You know, you have to kind of witness God in action. And that's why Jesus did so many miracles, you know, and, and, and uh, continued uh, and, you know, I believe that stuff is absolutely still available. And uh, he says, you know, heal the sick. He says all that in Scripture. He's pointing to us to tell us to do that. Most people don't believe that's even, in, in, you know, in the realm of possibility because it's all about logic. And and uh, yet no scriptural breakthrough ever happened by logic. It happened by God's Word. Mm-hmm. He said, do it. People stepped into it. We can still live that out today. But we're trying to do it in a culture that, is completely self-absorbed, and they've got a device in their hand mm. nine out of ten hours. Yeah. And uh, so we've got an uphill battle, but, man, when you can show the goodness of God and see these powerful things he's doing, people can't deny it. That's why the power of God needs to be seen to shake that 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 sort of you know, prison mindset of, yeah, I do this. Yeah. One of the things that's really pressed on my spirit lately, and possibly it's a thing of fear, um, is has the window closed? You know, there's the example in the Old Testament of God telling the uh, spies to go into the, you know, uh, promised land and bring back a report. And Mm -hmm. everybody but Joshua and Caleb are saying, ah, we can't go, we can't go, we can't go. And they didn't go. And then they were laden with guilt, and they tried to go later, and they were slaughtered, you know? So the window had right. kind of closed there. One of the mm-hmm. things that's super convicting for me in my own life is, is man, have I missed, the, have I missed an opportunity, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and again, I think it's a healthy kind of uh, humble fear that I was feeling, mm-hmm. you know? But uh, it was kind of interesting, you know? I, I, I wonder, 
Um, do you, what, what are your thoughts there, Kevin? Is, it, is there an opportunity, a window of opportunity that's opened and then closes, um, or do you feel like it's a little bit different uh, in, in that regard? Well, I do think that God gives us multiple opportunities, and, um, yeah, he can close them anytime he wants to. I don't think living in that kind of a mentality is healthy, though. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, if we look at Joshua and Caleb, what they saw were the big old grapes. They saw the, the, the milk and honey. They saw, so in other words, what's God doing? Focus on that. Count it all joy. Be thankful in all things and for all things. It's a positive mindset. They saw the good. They saw what God wanted, and they, they were going to go after it. They also saw giants, but they weren't afraid. Mm. So I, I think that uh, our job is to say, look, man, look at the fruit. Yeah, there's some giants here. We're going to rock them. We're going to knock them down because God said it. And that's just, that's that's the heart. I can't back away from that. But I think if we have any hesitation there, uh, then the opportunity will close. Yeah. So the opportunity, the hesitation is not. Uh, yeah. That's the thing that I was actually, I'm glad you used the word hesitation. I would dare say that hesitation is not a a value at all for a believer to possess. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, so that's the, to me, you know, we have to be uh, wise and, and gentle, um, but we have to be firm and bold. And there's this wonderful sweet spot that, that being Christ-like is, it's amazing. It, you know, so he always turned the tables over because he always did what was right. Mm-hmm. Didn't mean he every time turned a physical table over, but he always did what was right. He never backed down. He never hesitated. He was efficient. This is our call. Mm. So I think when we hesitate, yeah, the window may close. But God's merciful and graceful, and uh, you know, it doesn't mean he won't open another one. But pretty soon you run out of them because this thing's quick. Yeah. You know? Well, I think, a lot of, I think a lot of Christians, I know myself, and I'm speaking from experience here, is we, we live by fear and call it discernment, mm-hmm. you know? When it's or leadership. Right. It's not any right. of that stuff. It's hesitation. It's fear. It's plagued by the enemy, and the enemy is robbing opportunity. When God's saying, go to That's the right. promised land, we're staying over here letting fear and hesitation, you know what I mean, cause right. us to, to stumble and miss what he's given us. And so we have to have that kind of Caleb and Joshua, and we do have that Caleb Absolutely. and Joshua heart. Yeah. And that's where we're going. We're saying, come on, man, he's in this. Let's go. Yeah, we're not. We're, we're asking people to come on, but uh, we're not going to shy away from, from you know, cutting the kudzu and leading the way, too. I mean, right. We're, we're in. We're, we're not preaching at. We're, we're, we're encouraging with. Mm. You know, let's go. It's, uh, it's such a great thing. And I'm excited about it. I'm a little tired today because we're getting ready to move and packing and all this stuff. But if you can hear that in my voice, but I'll tell you what, I am so encouraged about this city, what God wants to do here, and just what he's doing through us and, and the neat people he's brought to us to help accomplish this. And uh, it's just growing every month. It grows. There's more neat people coming. And uh, so we're going to, you know, hopefully be, be all be vessels of, um, transformation for Wilmington. Yeah. Well, we're excited about uh, certainly what God's done in the past year. I'm hopeful about what he will do next year. We've got some things we're working on for 2018. And as the time draws near, we want to invite folks into that. But one of the things that I do want to mention is for folks to go to uprint.life, Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T dot L-I-F-E. That's our site. Uh, take a browse, take a look, sit with it for a little bit, and see where God might lead you. We've got some great resources there, some one-to-one mentoring, and Kevin and I would love to uh, to walk with you. Absolutely have the honor to do that. 
Yeah, it'll it'll change change your life for the good, and it's well worth it. Nothing else out there like it. Well, Kevin, man, as always, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your wisdom and the opportunity. Uh, blessings to you and Holly as you move this week in the transition. We're praying Thanks. for you. For everybody tuning in today on Wake Up Our Faith, uh, glad that you are here. And we hope and pray that you would continue to press into what God is doing in your life, that he might use you as a vessel to become his expression to somebody else. That's why we're here. We'll see you next week.